0: You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Vanessa Diaz, and this is episode 373.5, airing on August 5th, 2022. And today I'm going to tell you about three books, actually, that I've just been thinking a lot about as I stare out of my window like that Kermit meme, just longing to travel again. But before we get into that, let's hear from our sponsor.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Hachette Audio. Three years ago, sports agent Myron Balitar gave a eulogy at the funeral of his client, renowned basketball coach Greg Downing. So why, you may ask, is Greg now being placed at the scene of a double, not a singular, but a double homicide? I also wonder. So Greg Downing, who Myron gave a eulogy for is a suspect and Myron needs some answers. So Myron and Wynne, longtime friends and colleagues, set out to find the truth, but the more they discover about Greg, the more dangerous their world becomes. Secrets, lies, and a murderous conspiracy that stretches back into the past churn at the heart of Harlan Coben's blistering new novel, Think Twice, and the audiobook is narrated by his longtime narrator, Steve Weber. Now, if you don't know about Steve, Steve gives each character distinct voices and accents, making this a more immersive listen. Make sure to check out Think Twice by Harlan Coben. And thanks again to Hachette Audio for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Yin Press, your favorite publisher of Japanese manga and novels. Tragedy unfolds on the first day of spring when a train derails at Nishi Iwakama Station, changing the course of hundreds of lives. Two months later, a rumor spreads of a ghost with the power to send others back in time, inevitably attracting those who seek a chance to go back to that fateful day. The God of Nishi Yuga Station by Takeshi Morase is a moving story about the unpredictability of life. It aims to comfort tired souls and answers the famous question, what would you do if you had a second chance? Told through the eyes of a student, a son and a bride to be, this heart wrenching novel is a reflection of how grief impacts us and what we must do to pick up the pieces. Don't miss this literary debut full of fabulism and time travel by Japanese writer Takeshi Marase. To learn more, please visit yinpress.com. And thanks again to Yin Press, your favorite publisher of Japanese manga and novels, for sponsoring this episode. So I miss traveling
0: with my whole entire soul. I I just so much. I am one of those people for whom travel is very, very important. I for several years now have had a policy of trying to get out of the country at least once a year and then definitely going, you know, within the country itself as much as possible to visit friends and family. And for obvious pandemic related reasons, I have not been able to scratch that itch. Uh, all of my travels have been basically back to San Diego to see my family for the most part at this point. And, you know, done under every safety precaution possible and not until we were vaccinated and all that good stuff. So anyway, I miss leaving this country so, so bad for <laughs> various reasons. <laughs> uh, so anyway, in thinking about some of the places that I want to go back to, I started to think about books that kind of made me fall in love with those places or books that are tempting me to go to those places. Just, you know, travel as a theme, but maybe not in like a very direct way, especially with my first pick, which is The Way of All Flesh by Ambrose Perry. So do you remember that last episode I was on (laughs) where I said, like, I don't only read historical fiction. Uh, This might make you think I'm a liar, but I promise I'm not. Uh, But I do love this particular work of historical fiction. And you might be like, Once I tell you about it, like, that made you want to go to Scotland. But, you know, I'll explain. (laughs) So Ambrose Perry is a husband and wife writing team. I think they are uh, Chris Brookmeyer and Marissa – I think it's Heitzman, if I remember correctly. And they are, again, a husband and wife duo. Chris is a best-selling crime novelist. And Marissa is an anesthetist. So they have paired together to write what's now a series, actually, the first of which is The Way of All Flesh. And it is about – Medicine and surgery in 19th century Edinburgh, but with a mystery at its core. And of course, it just seems so well suited to do that. So, you know, interesting pairing, really a pairing that works. So, in this book, which again is set in 19th century Edinburgh at 1840 something, young women are popping up all over Old Town Edinburgh, having suffered some pretty gruesome ends. Many of them are thought to be, you know, quote unquote women of the night. And then to juxtapose with this in Newtown, Edinburgh, we meet a medical student named Will Raven, who is about to start his apprenticeship with this really, really renowned, well known, you know, brilliant surgeon named Dr. Simpson. His patients range from, you know, all classes, all from the richest to the poorest in this, you know, very divided city. His house is really interesting because folks, you know, again, he has this whole like apprenticeship set up. It wouldn't be Vanessa on a podcast if I didn't mess up at least one word, but he just gets people from all over coming to him because they know that he is, you know, obviously a luminary in this field and he's willing to try different experiments and is kind of at the forefront of medical discovery. And while Will shows up for this internship or this apprenticeship is where he meets Sarah Fisher, who is a housemaid, and she is all kinds of prickly because she is so smart and so capable and wants to study medicine so, so badly, but she's not able to because she's a woman. And so she sees Will, who shows up looking kind of like a hot mess, you know, for this apprenticeship that she just so craves so badly. And so she's you know looks at him with all this privilege that she doesn't have and what she perceives as, you know, not as at least not the same intelligence that she possesses. And she's like, Ugh. <laughs> just wants like nothing to do with it. But the two kind of get thrown together into an interesting situation because of the women that go missing. One of them is a person that both of them have an interesting tie to. So they kind of had to get over their differences. If they're going to get to the bottom of what's going on with this person and the other, you know, mysterious deaths of these poor young women uh, and also to, Survive because again, there's a mystery at the core here, and things are not all what they seem. I love a book that goes into the origins of medicine and surgery, and this is a book that I thought of mainly because I just finished. Anatomy, a love story by Dana Schwartz, which is set in a very similar time period and that I loved so much. And I love her podcast, Noble Blood. Um, but this is obviously not a Dana Schwartz podcast. <laughs> if you liked that book, though, or if you love historical fiction, you like, again, books that get into the nitty gritty of medical discovery. I think this is a perfect book. And I just love spending time in Scotland and in Edinburgh in particular. There's just something about that city that the second you walk in or you you know land, in my case, it just feels haunted and most people think i'm saying that in a bad way and i'm kind of not it's just i don't know it's like spooky and alluring in a way that i can't quite articulate you know beautifully but it's just a city that i love and that i crave going back to so much and having walked you know the, those streets of both old and new town and and doing the walk up to the castle and just getting to take the tour and and realize what the city might have looked like you know once upon a time all of that together just made this book a thing that I love that, you know, sticks out for me, but has also, you know, thinking about the book has made me want to go back to Scotland, even if the actual subject of the book itself is, you know, a little on the morbid side. <laughs> but again, that's a really, really excellent work of historical fiction. And I actually have not read the other books in the series because, like, you know, time, it escapes us all. But I would love to go back and do so at my earliest convenience. And that again, is The Way of All Flesh by Ambrose Perry. And then my second book is one that I'm actually in the middle of, and I've had to pause to do some reading for my other podcast commitments, and I'm calling it my Sad Girl Summer Read. (laughs) So again, you're like, this book makes you sad. Why does that make you want to travel? And it's because of some of the lush, just gorgeous descriptions of Italy they're in. And that book is From Scratch by Tembi Locke. So if you don't know who Tembi Locke is, Tembi Locke is sister, or the sister, I should say, of... Attica Locke, who you maybe do know if you are a mystery reader. Attica Locke is the author of several books. uh, I believe Blackwater Rising and then my favorite, which of course I cannot remember right now, but I will. And, you know, insert in the show notes if I can recall. But it's a book that was set uh, on a plantation. It's a mystery. It's just uh, so, so excellent. But so this book is by Tembi, who is Attica Locke's sister, like I said, and she is an actress and professional speaker. She was on stuff like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Friends Once Upon a Time, and then eventually made her career kind of blew up being on shows like The Magicians and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And I think also Never Have I Ever. So she's, you know, kind of more of a household name at this point than she was when she wrote this memoir, at least I believe so. And it's about her experience with kind of love at first sight with this professional chef who she met in Florence. But the problem is that the chef comes from this really traditional Sicilian family that doesn't approve of him marrying a black woman, uh, a black American woman, and definitely not an actress. So they're heartbroken and, of course, just sad because they wish their families or that his you know, family would accept her, but they decide to move on. And so they build a life in L.A. with you know fulfilling careers, and they have a little baby girl that they adopt. Everything seems to be going you know, great, especially because they do eventually reconcile with his, fa- his family. His name is Sorrow. Unfortunately, they reconcile just as he gets this terrible cancer diagnosis that will just completely, obviously, derail all of their beautiful plans. And, you know, this is not a spoiler. It's a thing that's built into the description of the memoir, but her husband does not survive. And so the book is a chronicle of Tembi going back to Sicily with her daughter. Where she spends several summers there trying to kind of piece together a life without her husband in this tiny hometown of his where he grew up. And she does not only, again, like reconcile, but be, builds a really beautiful relationship with her mother-in-law as they're all kind of, you know, bonded by by grief and love for this person that they hoped would be around, you know, for, for much, much longer. So it's about healing and loss. It's about food and like the healing qualities of beautiful, simple, fresh food. It's about community and family and so many Things. And there's just, again, these beautiful descriptions of Italy that have just broken my heart uh, for both reasons to do with, you know, the topic of the book itself. And just because, gosh, again, I miss travel so much and sitting, you know, in a trattoria eating a beautiful, perfect plate of chewy, fresh pasta. So anyway, this book has definitely made me cry and I don't even think I'm at the saddest parts yet. <laughs> but It's just such so beautifully written and I can't wait to get back to it and to hopefully someday get to see Italy again. And then my last pick is going to take us right back to Scotland. (laughs) It's a book. Go with me here. It's called Nessie Quest by Melissa Savage. It's actually a middle grade book. And it's about, as you might guess, a little girl and the Loch Ness Monster and a quest to find him. (laughs) And this just made my heart swell so my name is as hello you know Vanessa and as a kid or like especially in high school I got the nickname Nessie and that just made me all kinds of happy because I've always been a little bit obsessed with the uh, Loch Ness Monster so this book was just like oh I wish it had been around when I was a kid because it would have just made me my little head explode it's like about a young girl named Ada who is entering the summer before sixth grade and she's super pumped she's like yeah my family's gonna go on this Disney World vacation you know super rad and then her dad bursts her little Bubble by telling her that he actually has to take a teaching job in Scotland. And so the family is gonna move there for the entire summer. She is not happy. (laughs) She doesn't like anything about she just basically goes in, you know, predisposed to be upset. So she's just huffing and puffing the whole way and being a little bit of a brat. They're trying to like, oh, look at all this natural beauty, like, look at your cool new home. They're staying in this really fancy or kind of cool, I don't know if it's fancy, but like house and you know, around all this natural beauty. And she's like, yeah, no, thanks. Like, I hate haggis and I want nothing to do with Scotland. And she's just being, you know, a typical, you know, pre-sixth grader. So kind of understand where she's coming from. And she's mad that she has to be away from her best friend all summer. It's just all the things that would have, of course, like annoyed you when you were that age, if you had other plans. And then, of course, there's also the fact that there's allegedly a monster in this giant lake or, you know, a loch uh, near her house or near the house that they're staying in. But then she meets Dax, who is a fellow American visiting for the summer. And then I love this character's name, Hamish Bean Timmy, who they call Hammy Bean for short. Hammy Bean, because I don't think I enunciated that one. But he is the captain of something called the Nessie Quest Monster Chaser Boat Tour. (laughs) So she essentially decides that she's going to go into full exploratory mode. And she's going to document her quest to hopefully find this fabled Loch Ness Monster. It is just so freaking cute. Like, show there's the kind of Harriet the spy vibes because she's going around literally, like, interviewing people and trying to, you know, get to the bottom of this mystery that you know we all know has been around since much, much longer than she has. But it's just so cute. Her like dedication to that craft, like, getting down to the truth, even if it puts her in some uncomfortable situations. The little you know Burton friendship that she uh, forges with Dax and with you know Hammy Bean. And all the little trouble and hijinks that she gets into. Plus, again, that like, but is the Loch Ness Monster really? It's just, oh my gosh, it was a book that, again, I want to just go back into a time machine and shove this in my, you know, tiny, tiny little Vanessa hands and just watch her lose it (laughs) over the idea that this book exists. So anyway, I know that that's kind of a random note to finish on, but I read this relatively recently. And just even just the descriptions of like what the Loch looks like and, you know, the culture and the food and the people. It made me want to go back to Scotland and the Highlands in particular so badly. And hopefully I will because I miss it so, so much. So those are my three picks that are kind of, you know, giving me travel vibes for, again, reasons that are some cases obvious and some others not. <laughs> I hope that you enjoy them all. I feel like there's something, something there for everyone. I hope that at some point we're all able to travel more freely and safely. And I wish you, you know, happy reading until you can get to that point. Thank you so much to our sponsor. And thank you to our audio editor, Jen Zink, for fixing all of my flubs and foibles, of which I've had a few today in spite of being in a room by myself talking with no one to interrupt me. (laughs) For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen. Or you can just search for Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. And remember, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us some love, consider leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We really appreciate those reviews since they help other book lovers find us. And if you want to find me, I'm mostly on Instagram at S D, which is B-U-E-N-O-S-D-I-A-Z-S-D. And in the meantime, happy reading.